Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1656. Today we're going to be talking with a guy named Kevin who acquired a car mark called Devin. This should be interesting. Here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! I'm revved up, and I'm very excited today to share a special guest calling in from Abington, PA, by the name of Kevin Callahan. We're going to talk about something very different and unique, something that he's gotten involved in. will have some fun. Kevin, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, Mark, I am. All right. Well, before I do a proper introduction and we dive into what you're up to these days, which is really a fascinating uh, project, big side project for you, I want you to share one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Kevin. Probably just going to come up in the bio, but how I became an engineer. Coming out of high school, I was really interested in going to college to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And w- when you're there playing hockey, you get introduced to some of the upperclassmen, and they said, take astronomy. Class meets once a week, no tests, you don't have to get up early in the morning. So uh, <laughs> me and a couple other guys ran down, we signed up for astronomy. And uh, got to the end of the semester, and I did a project. They charted the uh, rotation of the sun by charting sunspots. And wow. I get called into Professor Hatt's office. And he wants to talk to me about my calculations. And I went over with him. I didn't plagiarize him. And he says, I, I want to introduce you to somebody. So he took me down the hallway to uh, Dr. Blancher. And after a few more meetings, I switched from business to engineering. Mm. And that's how I became an engineer. Wow. You know, that's fascinating. My wife studied engineering. We met in college and she became an engineer as well. And and she did it because, you know, back then, I mean, you and I are about the same age. Uh, women really didn't go into engineering, but she was really good in math. And she had a teacher in school that said, you know, you're really good in math. Maybe you should consider engineering. And she went, really? And then her father, who was a Marine for many decades, said, that's something you should do. There you go. And she she still to this day loves doing math puzzles. They make me shiver. But you got you guys with the men and women with engineering minds uh, work in a different plateau as far as I'm concerned. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those times when uh, an educator and an advisor steers you down the right path. So good mentor. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I want to do a proper introduction and we're going to dive into we're going to talk a little bit about your business, uh, site specific design. I want to talk about that. But more I want to talk about what I'm going to mention right here. So here we go. Kevin Callahan recently purchased the assets and intellectual property of Devon Sports Cars, LLC, and is now the new owner of the Devon Automobile Mark. He plans on making their parts and bodies available to owners throughout the world. Devon Enterprises was an American automotive manufacturer that operated from 1955 to 1964, mainly known for producing high-quality fiberglass car bodies, that were sold as kits, but they were also produced automotive accessories for people as well as complete automobiles. Kevin is presently owner and president of Site Specific Design Incorporated, an engineering manufacturing rep firm with offices in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. 
But he's not ready to give up on his day job quite yet, but he's looking forward to the day when he can devote even more time to his passion around old automobiles and Devons. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Kevin. Very interesting. Kevin Devon. I think there's a rhyme going on here. But first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah possible. Give them a little love and we'll be right back. Did you know that Covercraft is much more than car covers? They offer protection for the inside of your vehicles as well. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, Covercraft makes a floor mat, a cargo area protection product just for your vehicle. Their plush custom fit floor mats turn any ride into something special. Their premier Berber custom floor mats, which are a favorite of mine, if you want something very stylish and unique for your favorite ride, they also have weather shield Floor liners that provide ultimate protection for heavy dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but keep your rear cargo area and seats protected from the kids, the pets, or whatever's going on back there. Do you have a pet that destroys your vehicles? Covercraft has you covered for that too with a wide variety of pet protection options. Is your vehicle getting a little long in tooth? There's no better way to give it a new car look than with a custom fit floor and trunk mat. I replace mine every few years with something a little different just for fun. All your options are easy to clean, they secure to the floor, and they look oh so good. Don't forget your trunk too. Custom fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain, tear, and damage your carpets. Check out Covercraft.com for the huge number of styles, colors, and options that you'll love. And I've got a deal for you here at Cars Yeah. If you use the Yeah 120 code at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order on me. Go to Covercraft.com, use the code Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout and get 10% off today. Covercraft, they've got you covered. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-A-C-I-Yeah. That's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, we'll have some fun here. As we jump into this, your life here, I want to start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that might have great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the Devon tires spinning here on cars. Yeah. So, Kevin, take the wheel. Uh, we have a saying around here, um, make customers, not sales. And really, a lot of people have the tendency just to try to sell what they have, but you really have to make that customer first. So how you do that, we, we treat the customer right. We become a trusted advisor to them. We're a solution provider for them, and we do that right through from the start to the finish. Even when the product's out there, we can do nine things great for our customer. And if we 
fall short on that 10 thing, then we could lose that customer and lose a lot of sales. So customers are always first here at site-specific in Devon. What do you do specifically? And we'll touch on it briefly because I want to talk cars, of course, today, but site-specific, what do you do there in the engineering world? We work with um, pretty much specifiable engineers in the design of um, sewer collection systems and on-site wastewater treatment. Mm. So um, uh, we're always busy. We're we're pretty good through this whole pandemic. People still have to go to the bathroom, so they still need their (laughs) systems upgraded and and systems repaired. So uh, we're one of those essential businesses that kept on going through this whole thing. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, let's talk cars. Uh, Devon Sports Cars, you've acquired the intellectual property and everything about this, Mark. I'm familiar with them from the sense that I used to race vintage cars, and there were several people that ran with me in the sovereign world that had Devons, and I thought it was really fascinating. So talk about why, Devon. What intrigued you about this, and what do you plan on doing with it? Well, I had the opportunity in 2019 to um, basically purchase the Devon Sports Car Company. And I did that. There's a group of investors and car enthusiasts out in California who own that. I think you kind of summarized what Bill Devon was. He basically was an American car manufacturer, and he worked from 1954 to around 1964. And he mainly produced high-quality fiberglass bodies. These bodies kind of look like a love child between a Ferrari 750 and a Maserati 450. Mm-hmm. These bodies were actually used to replace steel bodies on cars. I think you mentioned before, he actually ended up producing a lot of his own cars. And at one time, he was probably the largest manufacturer of fiberglass bodies in the world. You know, what's fascinating to me is that they be- a lot of them became race cars, we were chatting a little bit, listeners, uh, before we got on the phone here. I was reading my latest copy of Sports Car Market Magazine, which I love. And lo and behold, I went, man, I'm going to have to talk to uh, Kevin about this. Here's a 59 Devon D Spider that sold at the Bonhams LA auction recently. Got a whopping $95,200. And I went, whoa. I mean, these are unique and rare cars, but I had no idea they would have that kind of value. Now, this is the D. Now, there was different variations, and you told me something in our pre-show chat about that. Uh, share that with our listeners. Devin um, made a Devin D, and the D stands for George Mark or something, but it really stood for Porsche. And Devin had an access to get these Porsche 356 engines. They were a little D-rated single carburetors, but they were actually made for Porsche to be used in well pumps, amusement rides, and industrial applications. So Devin had a resource that he could buy these Devin motors or Porsche motors at 10 at a time, and he would actually fit them in this lightweight car and uh, became a real screamer. And one school thought was this car was faster than the Porsches at the time. So Porsche saw an end to this and cut off his, uh, his access ability to-, to buy these motors. And at the same time, Corvairs came out. So he saw that as an opportunity. So he actually started putting Corvair motors into some of them. And they became what's called the Devon C. Ah. On the outside, Ds and Cs look the same. But underneath the Porsche, obviously, it's much more collectible than the, the Corvair. But both really unique light race cars. Yeah, these things only weighed about 1,500 pounds, and when you put a 120-horsepower uh, pushrod in this thing, it could move it around pretty nice. Did they run different kinds of engines in these cars as well? The flagship car he had was called the Devon SS, and that had the power plan of the 283 Chevy motor. Mm. So 
those are probably, there's 15 of them in the world. They are the, the most collectible, desirable mm-hmm. cars out there. But um, they were a little heavier, but they moved very fast. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, with that power plant. So I have to ask you this, Kevin. Why, Devin? What drew you to this, to jump into this thing, as if you weren't busy enough with your company already? Have you always had a passion for this, Mark? Years ago, I, I bought a body, and my idea was in my retirement, my retirement from coaching kids and bringing, raising kids, I would be able to build this race car on the weekends and evenings. So um, that's really where my passion came from. Some people say I grew up watching Speed Racer, so <laughs> I like that style of car. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's where the passion came from. I, I like that Maserati, that DB1-looking type 50s race car. Yeah, they have such a great look about them. Where do you see yourself taking this brand into the future? Are you going to go as far as uh, obviously create parts and bodies and things for people, but maybe even build cars? We'll start with just what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm supporting the hobbyists out there. These were like model airplanes. People would buy them and they never complete them. So a lot of people have these out there. A lot of people are racing them and, and getting it off and, and damaging a fender or something. So pretty much what I'm doing now is I'm actually making parts for people who need them. Doors were lost. Hoods were lost. Guys maybe got into an accident. All this molds and jigs, they were all in containers out in California and nothing was being done with them. Mm. So I can actually now take them and somebody can now say, okay, I'm going to support this. Um, Somebody's going to support me in my build here. There are parts available. So Hopefully, it will increase the, the mark, the name of the mark, and get a lot of these from sitting in the back of garages to actually on streets now. I think it's cool. It's uh, bringing back to life a, a mark that some people may not know about, but I think a lot of us enthusiasts have heard of them. But the odds of ever seeing one is somewhat pretty rare, and that's why it stood out in sports car market to me, especially since I just got my copy, was reading it last night, and I went, Wait a minute, I'm talking to Kevin tomorrow. We got to talk a little bit about this. I think it was very, very cool. Now, do you have a running Devon that you drive? Yes, I do. Uh, I have what they call a Devon TR3. Ah. And that was one of its earlier bodies, what's called a 295 body. And it's fitted on a um, Triumph TR3 frame. A Triumph TR3 frame. Now, did did all of these cars come where they could bolt onto a specific? Like you think about the old Beck Spiders or Beck Speedsters or some of those cars that would bolt onto Volkswagen chassis and so forth. And then some went on later to have tube frames like the Spider. I had one of those specific to him. When Devin made these for people as kits, what usually came underneath them? Did you have a lot of options? Well, he had options in the size of the body you could buy. If you read articles, he has seven, 27 different wheelbases you could actually purchase. And he did this by having different front ends, different size doors, different rear ends. And by combining the different parts together, you could have a car, know what the wheelbase was. And for $295, that's why they're called 295 bodies, you could buy a fiberglass body for your car. Wow. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, inflation uh, wipes out the value of the dollar over time for sure. Yeah. That's the way it's always been. Well, I think it's really fascinating. I want to dive into my next question. That's about big challenges and even bigger failures. And my listeners know I like to ask this question, not so much to drum up a bad part of your past, but more so how you worked through it. So somebody listening 
might learn something that they too can get past something in their life that's been a big challenge for them. So take us down a specific journey, if you would, Kevin, and tell us how your experience helped you gain even more momentum as you came out positive on the other end. I think what I want to talk about is what's relevant today's conversation is maybe how I went about purchasing the Devon Sports Car Ah, Company. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. Oh, good. Yeah, my journey started, like I mentioned, years ago when I bought this car. So uh, I'm an eBay guy at night. I'm going through eBay one night, and I come across an ad for a Dion independent rear for a Devon SS. So I went ahead and purchased it. But by doing so, I became a friend with a gentleman named Greg Myers. Uh, He brokered the deal for someone else out in California. So I stayed in touch with Greg for years. And and one day I got a phone call from him and he says, you know what? I I think the Devon sports car company is up for sale. So um, by that time, the four owners, they have become older. They had less interest in progressing the mark. And actually one of the four had bought out the others. And Dick Jutras actually was the sole owner by that time. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went to contact him and I ended up contacting his son because he had taken ill too and he ended up in the assisted care facility. Mm. So I would email Jeff on holidays and would follow up on how our dads were doing. They're about the same age and doing the same thing. And um, one day I get an email from him. He says, you're not going to believe this. I was cleaning out my dad's stuff and he still has the erector set from when he was a kid. <laughs> wow. So I ran down to my basement, and I got my dad's out, and I took a picture of it, and I sent it to Jeff. I said, like this one? Oh, my god! He goes, what? And a month earlier, I had been cleaning out my dad's, and I found his erector set. Nice. So um, I think I developed a relationship where, and it's so important in sales, cause, and, mm-hmm. and that's going to be my takeaway when I conclude here, that you develop a relationship with people, and you can get things done. Yeah. So um, one day, I did get a call from him, and he says, um, yeah, I'm ready to sell. But I wasn't quite there yet because I always laugh with people. I don't know what was harder, asking my wife to uh, marry me or tell her I was going to buy (laughs) containers worth of car parts this time, not just a car. The eyes roll back in the head. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But she was great about it. And uh, she was kind of the attitude, like, if this is something you want to do and you're passionate about, then um, I'm not going to stop you from doing it. So uh, that, that was a cool, cool thing. And my kids stepped up. They said, Dad, we're going to go out to California with you. And we went out there for a week, and we spent maybe two and a half days loading the container. But the rest of the week, we went surfing. We you know, did the tourist things, Rodeo Drive, did a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, the journey there was, it was something I always remember. So uh, it's funny how the car passion, passion that you have does lead you down other paths in life. And it's, it's all good. Well, no kidding. So the message here, lesson here is be careful what you buy on eBay at night because you may end up buying the whole car brand uh, down the road. Fascinating story, but you're right. It's building relationships. And that's what I've learned about this car hobby. I feel like that all my guests who've been on Cars Yeah here become my friends and some I've continued to stay in touch with. I've ended up doing things with them. It's been really, really fun. But that's what this car hobby is all about is people. It's really not the cars. They're just the catalyst that bring us all together. It really is the people. What a wonderful story. And of course, you married the right woman who supports you and your passion. I did the same thing, although sometimes her eyes do roll a little bit when I suggest ideas. Usually her answer is, well, if you think that's a good idea... (laughs) <laughs> which makes me sit back and rethink 
the acquisition process. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. For guests out there, should I call the doctor and had this conversation with you first? Yes, what? you should. You know, <laughs> you, you've listened to my show before, I can tell. I have many friends that do that, and I uh, just had one the other night that they'll call and say, is the doctor in? I go, okay, what are you thinking about buying? And we have that discussion, and of course, then the wife calls about five minutes later saying, you didn't tell him it was a good idea, did you? <laughs> uh, I have to walk a very thin line sometimes here as Dr. Carr here at Dr. Carr's, yeah. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back, I want to dive into your personal passion for cars. So sit tight, keep the seatbelt on. We're going to go for another ride to Devon, I think. We'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars, yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture, across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, Use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, we are back, and I would love for you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. A pivotal moment in your life, Kevin, when you knew that you were going to be a car guy. I grew up outside of New York in one of those suburbs of Chatham, New Jersey. I lived on a street back in the day where a doctor could live next to a plumber, who lived next to a roofer. Mm-hmm. And at night, I'd walk the dog down the street. And Mr. Palicki, he owned a gas station, but he had a 71 Corvette. And every night I'd walk down and check out that Corvette and look at it. And, you know, that's when it started. 
If yeah. you ask my mom, though, she'll tell you, like, one day I decided to figure out how an engine works. So I took the air cleaner off, which followed by taking the carburetor, and then I took the valve covers off, <laughs> only to have my mom come out and say, I need the car to go to the grocery store. What are you doing here? Uh-oh. So <laughs> that's a story they'll tell. They used to tell at Thanksgiving dinner all the time. And uh, yeah. I learned you have to replace the gasket on the valve cover, too. That's mm. one of those life lessons, too. Yes. But, yeah. Kind of important. Yeah, absolutely. What was your first really special car in your life? Believe it or not, that was a 69 Corvette. I I wanted one so bad after looking at that one. And uh, I probably worked five days a week, caddied on Saturday and Sunday and and scraped enough money together to buy one. In fact, I didn't even have my license at the time. And uh, my mom had to take me there. And even the guy selling it to me said, you want to take it for a test drive? And I'm like, well, I, I don't have my license yet. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I eventually uh, convinced my mom and dad it was a good idea for me to buy it. And uh, they supported me and I bought it. And uh, uh, funny note, I still have that car today. You still own it? To- oh, my gosh. You're one of those it. guys. Wow. Yeah. It was in my homecoming parade. And every year I drive it in one of my kids' uh, homecoming parades. So uh, oh, fun. It's a lot of fun. That's very cool. Well, you're very fortunate. I've talked to so many people here that wish they still had their first car, some who are trying to find it again, some who've had to pay very dearly to get it back. So you were very wise to hang on to that vehicle. A lot of people just, they can't or they won't or they don't or whatever, the life gets in the way, of course, not enough room in the garage. Here's a bit of an introspective question for you, Kevin. We're going to climb into your skull a little bit today. Uh, If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Kevin be and why? Uh, this is not a real exciting answer, but it does portray um, <laughs> who I am. Um, I'd be a Toyota Land Cruiser. So a Toyota Land Cruiser. Why a Land Cruiser? They were built for South America to be driven around where there's no roads. Mm-hmm. If a bolt needed to be a half inch, they made them three quarters an inch. And uh, <laughs> it was big inside. I could put all the skis, put the dog and you could clean that thing up and take it out for dinner, too. It was just an all-purpose vehicle, and that's how I kind of am, all-purpose. You know, this is pretty cool. Now, you're probably familiar with Jonathan Ward and the Land Cruiser rebuilds that he does? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. I think what Jonathan Ward does is way beyond a resto mod when it comes to the Icon brand and the level of builds that he does. They're really over the top. So uh, Land Cruiser, well, I like that. I like the reason behind it even more. All right, Kevin, we are entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions and have you give some quick blips of that Land Cruiser throttle in the way of answers. So here we go. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? I'm an extremely hard worker. People know me. Uh, I'm a hard worker and I get people to work hard around me. I always say to get respect, there's probably three things, the knowledge you have, the job title and the way you work. And uh, I work hard. I work with my guys and uh, I think they respect what I do and I respect what they do on a day to day and creates a very successful company. Absolutely. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a meal or a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? I'm going to go for a cup of coffee and uh, I'm going to go back to 1953. There's an interesting story. Bill Devin wanted to um, race in Le Mans. So he bought a Ferrari and he actually flew over to uh, Paris with uh, uh, Cinetti, Gino Cinetti. Wow. And when he got there, they grabbed a car and they drove down a monitor. And Ferrari did not have his Ferrari ready 
for um, the race at Le Mans. So um, Chinetti and his driver, uh, Tommy Cole, they drove off to uh, Le Mans and Bill was going to drive back, but he ran into a young race car driver, Mike Hawthorne. Oh, the Mike, two of them. Mike. Oh, that yeah. guy. That Mike. guy. Yeah. yeah. Mike Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was there at Monitor too because his car wasn't ready. So I want to be in the back seat, listen to those two <laughs> talk about old man Ferrari from Monitor back to uh, Le Mans. That was where I'd want to be. Yeah, very interesting answer to that question. But yeah, that would be fascinating. You hear those stories about people going to pick up their Ferraris and they're not ready or they try to sell them a different vehicle. I had a, a friend, or I have a friend who uh, had a vintage Formula One Ferrari that he bought. He sent it to Ferrari for them to rebuild so he could race it. And he kept calling and calling and calling. Is my car done? My car done? And they are not done yet. It'll be done soon. And finally, he they said, okay, well, he gets there, flies all the way from the U.S., gets there all the way to their factory, walks in, and they kind of go, well, the car's over there. And he looks in a room, and there's just all these parts everywhere. <laughs> He's like... You said it was done. Well, we're working on it. Like, no, I I came all the way from the U.S. and my car's not. I mean, it was, and it just got crazier and crazier from there. Interesting, interesting business model to work by. I don't know how they ever get away with it, but they're Ferrari. So, right? I can get yeah, whatever the they want. backside of the story was kind of interesting. Um, he actually ended up hanging out in the Ferrari factory for a while. Oh, wow. and, and that's where he came up with the idea, I, I can do this. I can actually do this better than Ferrari does. Mm. So um, that that's kind of where the whole idea, I believe, in studying Bill Devin, where the idea came from starting this company. Fascinating. Very cool. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, what's the best advice someone else ever offered you when it comes to automobiles? Well, I remember when I got my Corvette and I was working and um, this guy, Lester, gave me some advice on how to tune up the car. So I went to Napa, I bought plugs, wires, condensers, points, and I sat there one Saturday, I was going to make the best running Corvette ever. And I put all those parts in and jumped in the car and turned the key and it didn't start. (laughs) So the best advice, I went back to Lester and I had to spend the rest of the day taking each part out and making sure it went in right. But take your time, do do a part at a time and, and test your work and, uh, Sometimes you get a job done faster if you do it a little slow and more complete than trying to do it all at once. Yeah, and it's funny how there never seems to be enough time to do something, but always enough time to redo what you didn't do right in the first place. I would imagine that applies greatly to even your business every day. You want to take your time, do the job right the first time and not have to redo it. Now, when it comes to resources, is there a resource out there that you'd like to share that you've enjoyed? Yeah, I'm going to bring up again um, Instagram and Facebook. I, I sell to a demographic or my, my customers are a little older. I, I remember being in the car and giving somebody my email address and my son goes, you know, dad, that guy just wrote down AT for at. So um, <laughs> use, you know, encourage you to when you're on Facebook or Instagram, go to the message area and, and talk to people. What happened to me through this whole Devon process is there was a guy, Craig Jones, and he's known as he runs a Devon registry website and Facebook page. And I'm talking to him one night about doing a documentary. And he goes, where are you at again? And I go, I'm in Abington. He goes, I'm in Jenkintown. Mm. We are actually 1.6 miles away from each other. Wow. Yeah. So I would never have made that connection. So sometimes it's not the resources. It's the people you meet on there. It could be um, great 
you know, channel partners for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, as I said, uh, through my show and through social media, I've become great friends with so many people that have led me down wonderful paths, gotten me invited to some incredible events, driving events, driving cars. It's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Reach out, talk to people, communicate. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you'd like to share that you really have found great to read? Well, that whole Burt Levy series. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with Tully's Ghost here. I don't think any of your guests have. I, I yeah. like the last book. Uh, I like how he summarized, brought the Passaic uh, boys together and um, put some closure on how Buddy developed and his moral compass led him in the right direction all those times. So I do like the last book of the series. And I'm starting the other newer ones now, which are more about Hank than Buddy. But uh, mm-hmm. I do like Tully's Ghost. Yeah, Bert Levy, he's been a guest here on the show. Wonderful guy. I mean, just if you haven't gotten into the last Open Road series and all the books and, of course, Tully's Ghost, you've got to do that. And he's got a great thing he did last year where he created his first book as a 50s radio show with all these different characters. I'm very proud to say that I'm one of the voices in that. It's an audio book, basically. Uh, I'll make sure I put a link to that on Kevin's show notes page. You really should get it and get some copies for your friends uh, upcoming holidays. They'll really enjoy it when they're on uh, long plane rides uh, or bike rides or walks around the neighborhood. They're absolutely fantastic. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Kevin. Now, this last question can be a bit of a doozy. You're a regular Cars Yow listener. For that, I'm very grateful. So I'm going to ask you the question. You know all the rules. What can I buy Kevin Callahan today to park in his garage and enjoy and drive? I had to give this a lot of thought, and uh, I'm going to go with our Maserati 450S, um, a chassis 4505. And the reason why, it was owned by a guy named Temple Buell. I think that is the coolest name for an American <laughs> industrialist. So I would like to have Temple Buell's 450S. Wow. Well, you know, I'm not surprised here because when you think about that car, it, it has, I'll say the Devon has some esques, Devon esques about the Maserati esque, I guess is mm-hmm. the right way to say it. I think you know what I mean, though. Uh, you know, I mean, the Maserati is insane. And that particular car, I, I know what car you're talking about, is just gorgeous and beautiful. Very uh, Ferrari TR-esque, you know, in a way, the mm-hmm. test- beautiful Testarossas. They're just stunning and got to be, I've never driven one, but they've got to be a blast to drive. Have you ever had an opportunity to, to be in one, go for a ride or drive one? No, I have not. But that particular one had one of the largest motors you, you could actually squeeze into that area. Mm-hmm. And it's got to, like they say, you have, a, have to, you have to have a lot of big ones to drive that one. It's a magnificent car. So, oh, I'd love nothing more to park that in your garage. Well, Kevin, you've taken me on a great ride today. This has been really fun. I was really excited to talk with you about your your journey. And I wish you the best as things proceed with Devin and everything you're doing to keep that mark alive. I think it's a huge testament to who you are and what you have to do in the car hobby. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Before I let you go, though, could you give us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Maserati 450S? Yeah, life is a long drive, but someday uh, somebody's going to come up and tap you on the shoulder and, and the ride's over. So um, if you have a passion for a car or motorcycle and it makes you happy and, and you can marshal the funds to uh, purchase something like that without affecting your family or anything, then, then do it. It's what you can think about before you fall asleep at night. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully my podcast will motivate another 
automotive enthusiast to maybe go out and do what he always wanted to do. Because, uh, like I said, it's a short ride at the end, so might as well have some fun. Well, absolutely. Definitely inspiring words from you, Kevin, and what you've done with your life. I think it's great. What's the best way for our listeners to keep up with what you're doing? Probably on Instagram or my website. I, I won't give you the whole thing. It'll be on my show notes page. But um, Instagram is probably where I post most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can contact me through that. I follow you on uh, Instagram. It's easy. Devin Sports Cars LLC. You can also find his website. And also put a link to his site-specific design website as well for his day job, if you will. Yeah. A wonderful company you've created there as well. And I understand you've got some, uh, some kids. We want to do a quick shout-out to your children. Do you want to say a quick, <laughs> hey, guys? Hey, guys. Brooke, Brett, and KK, um, I'm on Cars Yeah. So uh, I've listened to this working on my house or my shore property, and it was always like playing in the background. And they're like, Dad, can we put something else on? But uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I understand. Well, uh, your dad's a star, so uh, you're going to have to uh, keep the paparazzi off the front, no- d- front door now. So uh, take good care of Dad. Uh, he takes good care of you. Listeners, you can find everything on Kevin Callahan's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Kevin Callahan, and his page will pop right up. Check him out. Check out Devin Cars. If you're not familiar with this, Mark, I think you're going to fall in love when you learn a lot more about it. Kevin, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Uh, Mark, uh, thanks for having me on the show. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, thanks good. again. I, I did my job right. You take care. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names, Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH today to get your deal. Cheers! If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? 
If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt and it's probably the only book on finance with a vmax on the front cover and a classic mini cooper on the back the book's available at amazon for just ten dollars and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future i gave copies to each of my children all securities are through money concepts capital corp christopher kimball financial services is not affiliated with money concepts capital corp get your copy the saga of ike and penny today Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.